0: Goldsborough with something in the locker. Leads from Contemptuous. Trying hard, Garibaldi. Axe and Samu too far back. Goldsborough, Contemptuous, Garibaldi. Big Garibaldi hitting top gear. He goes for home. Axe after him. But too late, brother. Garibaldi's day-to-day. Garibaldi gives Goldsborough his fifth. George Moore beats Contemptuous. Axon, possibly near the rail. Smart, medial for fourth. Golds were not far away. They're followed then by Hornets. who'd so never got into it. Then Miss Divine M. Zing along. and animate pulling up last in one ten point seven. Yes, Tony Gollum, the trainer of Garibaldi, is our first guest this morning. A bit to talk about, um, and we appreciate his time. Tony, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Well, <laughs> Garibaldi yesterday, as I said just before listening back to the replay, was heavily back. I made a comment yesterday morning, and... I made it after the race as well. When I said I felt he turned a corner, and and what I mean was probably more personal experience than uh, not a big corner to turn, but he's a horse down the way he's been racing his last four or five runs. I've got more trust in him now, more confidence. He's racing really well.
1: Yeah, I think that comment was made a couple of times post race yesterday. I think, and made a, made a similar similar comment. I'd say a lot of us, you know, we have backed him over the time where he might have been slow out or he's over-raced or we thought he was going to get the 1,400, et cetera, et cetera. And he left the punters a little bit disappointed at times, but he's a really reliable horse now. We've got him in a pretty good pattern and keep him with a six furlong and, you know, space his runs. He never never closes in 21 days now. And he's a much happier horse. He's a mature horse now, which, which also, you know, paying dividends. He steps now, puts himself in a winning position and he's got a great turn of foot, which is always... You know, possess that turn of foot when things pan out but he's doing it now on a consistent basis.
2: He's a dual stakes winner now, it was, it was, but it was two summers ago where we thought he would get to the stakes level, even as a two-year-old, he obviously was placed at group two but when he was winning those restricted races by big margins, we sort of all expected it to happen pretty quickly I and mean, he was being spoken of a Stradbroke horse at that time. Is it just more maturity now, Tane? Yeah, I think so. No. He was an early favourite for a Stradbroke actually
1: yeah. and that was all lost. Restricted so I think he was form. Lost. Five in a row or four in a row or something. And he was very, very dominant. But if you go back to those races he was winning, they were all spaced now. We're all at six furlong. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I guess the riding was on the wall. But of course, he always try and stretch horses out a little bit further sometimes and, and often, you know, to our detriment, you know, trying to get the fourteen hundred and, and possibly a mile when we know that he, he's quite good at this distance. But he's terrific now. We keep him at six, like I said, space his runs. And he was always destined to be a stakes so horse. It was just a matter of when and making sure we got it right. But, you know, time helps all horses, doesn't it? Maturity. It's a it's a wonderful wonderful thing if we allow him to mature mature, mature rightly.
0: I'm always fascinated in, in that point you make about a horse's well being, a horse's nature and the like. Um he's won eight races, two at a thousand and six at twelve hundred. He ran in the lightning uh behind like Boom Nova in June. Basically he hasn't had a, a a break. He's just had had his run space. So obviously the way you're training him it's certainly he's certainly responding to it. Yeah, that's right. Like I think we don't go to the well you know, every fortnight. I mean, we,
1: we're hell-bent in Australia a lot of the time it's to try and be too conventional, which is the Australian way. We give them you know, longer spells and bring them up, and then we want to just go fortnight, 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 where I think if we adapt a, a different style sometimes to these horses, you can actually get a longer preparation out of them and actually get better, better performances out of them. That's Garibaldi's thing. And once they get up you know, where their rating's up and open company, you, you are restricted in the races that you can run in. Mm. So it does make it a little bit easier, but, easier, but you've just got to be a little bit more patient with your horse.
2: So what does his summer look like uh, from this point on? Yeah, i, I said yesterday, so it does get a bit tricky for me, and I've won this race a few
1: times now, the George Moore, and it always intrigues me that we have the Group 3, then we have to go back to listed. It makes life a little bit harder <laughs> if they stay at the 6th firm on because you, you come back, a rating's grade, but you've got to carry more weight, and you already had the 58 yesterday. Mm. So I think the logical task, logical assignment would be three weeks at listed. 1,200. Um, it's just with the weight penalty and, you know, what sort of come what nominates for that race as to whether we, we go there or not.
0: Yeah. I think you were in the same predicament with Zoo Style last year, weren't you?
1: Yeah, I've been in the same predicament a few times with these horses. It's, they get to that group three and they win it, and obviously you penalised for that, and then it's not a bad penalty to have because you get the prize money, mm. you get back a grade, so therefore you have to carry that, that bit more of a penalty of weight. But I guess it depends on what nominates that list of it's just I just find that, that grading of that That grade race was a bit of a funny
0: spot in the carnival. Yeah, maybe they could swap it around. Of course, uh, he's now earned over half a million dollars. Ryan Maloney got suspended. He just shifted in (laughs) after the line and uh, um, onto uh, Contemptuous, who then uh, um, goals were clipped at heel. So he's suspended until, uh, when is it, the 22nd? I imagine he's appealing. Yeah, that's, that's I think mean, it's intention is
1: to probably appeal it. It was it was a funny one, wasn't it? A little fist pump there, yeah. and unfortunately, there was shift going past the line. Uh, but I guess that's the duty of care they have to have for, for one another, which is very unfortunate for Ryan because you can see the wind meant a lot to him, and yeah. just the way the way it panned out. And I think you know he's riding in great great form at the moment, Ryan. I would say he'd be the first to admit within this calendar year he had been a little bit up and down. Mostly that's weight related, but he's really got his eye on the, on the ball at the moment, and he's. He's seeing things really well, and that was evident by his ride on, on Garibaldi. He, he, I never had one nervous moment on that horse at all yesterday, and he's riding terrifically.
2: Mm-hmm. He's not a Magic Millions horse, but skirt the law, this filly that uh, bolted in the two-year-old is. Uh, happy with the way she's coming along? <laughs> it would be hard not to be, wouldn't it, really? <laughs> she's doing everything right. and you know
1: Most of our two-year-olds, all of our horses, really, they improved for a run, and it was evident from her yesterday. Like She went into the first up run, on, on, on quite a firm doom and surface with all the talk was being about the short price favourite in the race of Robert Heathcote. And she was dominant that day. And I think people took more into the fact that the favourite got beat than actually her winning. And yesterday, she was that short price favourite, you know, drawn a little bit sticky, drawn out a little bit in the small field, but it was pretty easy to see once in Gates Open where she was going to be. She's put herself in a position. She's not a lead at all cost Philly, either. She's just quicker than what she's against at the moment. She settles well enough, and I always was confident we'd get that strong 1,200, which is a big bonus in these early two-year-old races because you see a lot of these horses dominate at 1,000, etc. they get getting to the 1,200. a whole other ball game. but she handled that well. She mightn't have beat a lot yesterday, but she's doing it
0: what good two-year-olds do. They do it with a the margin. They do it with ease, and that's what she's doing at the
1: moment.
0: Yeah, she, uh, she beat them up comfortably, and... Um... Time nothing flash, but 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 fair to say to balance that out, Ryan did ease her down uh, over the last 50 minutes yeah, or so. Yeah, I,
1: I think the time's indicative of, of um of the sort of pressure in the race yesterday. Um, we saw first up when she won her actual time was comparable to the older horses in the mm-hmm. class three that day. So she one of the few two year olds that's rated close to the older horses since she's ran. But yesterday, you can see the time wasn't going to be flash. I think you give her two flicks in the right hand, and and she sort of made the pressure as well in the race. So. You'd always, you sort of always had a sense that it wasn't going to be a fast overall times with nothing pushed her.
0: It's a question. The question begs then, with Skirt the Law, how do you compare her to your winner last week at the Gold Coast, Mighty? Yeah, they're quite funny. Aren't they? These two do a lot of work together. These two fillies, and I'd probably had Mighty
1: ahead of her. But what you would see with these two year olds is just the improvement, how they keep going on, and it's hard to say at the moment because Skirt the Law is, you know, coming and coming along now in leaps and bounds, and. Mighty's had a week out at Embrook now and she comes back in tomorrow and she'll head towards the Bruce McLaughlin so it'll be interesting to see the the improvement in her and I suggest there will be some as well that Gold Coast race, I thought she'd done enough to win, that's all she done mm. um, I really think she felt the ground that day, it was a very firm track down there and I'd love to see Mighty on a track like we got yesterday at Doom, and that was a, probably raced like a five all day really, I'd be disregarding that seven early in the meeting um, I thought it was a pretty beautiful surface and if I could run her on a track like that you possibly see something very similar.
2: What does Skirt the Lord do now between now and Magic Millions?
1: No, she probably have a week out at Embrook now, which is pretty well routine for most of our horses, and then we'll get her back in. I doubt I'd run her again now. I'd, I could go the week before if I wanted and just follow that seven-day backup routine, which has worked well for, for many millions winners, and if I think she's doing too well, that that's maybe what I do, but if not, I'll just follow a similar formula, follow with other horses and trial them you know, 10 days out, and they normally have Gold
0: Coast course proper trials down there on that Tuesday, the week prior. Yep. Um, but that's more than likely where she'd go now, I'd say. As as our Premier Trader, I'm interested in your comments on, on this question. It's been a talking point over the last few <laughs> weeks about the, the small two-year-old fields. Do, do you have any reason why it's like that?
1: No, not really. I, do, I think it's a bit too much to be made of it personally. I think there's been plenty of years where we've had small small two-year-olds. I don't think it's a big, a big thing. It's well, so often it is just what the, what the trainers have. And, you know, people are probably being more patient with their horses. You know, uh, Les has his model where they really want to get these young horses up and running. But let's face it, how many horses are really ready to race before Christmas? Like I might have, say, 60 or 70, you know, two-year-olds in the stable. And I'm probably going to only have two or three runners before Christmas. And that's not because I don't want to run them. It's just they're not ready to run. And mm. I think a lot of trainers are in that same boat. I, I think it's just more the animal we're dealing with and. These things are what they are. And these early, these, you know, these late spring racing, early summer, we're normally getting, you know, windy, firm tracks, you know, hot weather, windy days, so we're getting quite firm tracks. And, also get to the jump outs and that's all trials and that's probably the end of them a lot of the time. So I think it's just more the cattle we're dealing with than anything else and could be a whole different season next year.
2: So is it, have you changed your training style over the, the past decade? And, and is it also maybe the, the changing of the breed toning?
1: Yeah, I think so, mate. No. We always change our training style. I mean, we always have a similar style we want to train, but hopefully we're tweaking things and getting better. If I wasn't getting any better over the last decade, I'd probably need to be doing something else. So I think I'm getting better. Um, the breed, yeah, it's probably a bit to be made in that. Um, you know, our horse is genuinely ready to, to get up and get going. I, I don't think we've seen a, a really a gun two-year-old anywhere this year in Australia as what we were previously used to seeing. I think there's no doubt the breed's a little bit softer at times now. Mm. Um, they go faster, but they're far more fragile yeah. than what they used to be 20 years ago and 10 years ago. So, yeah, I think it is probably a little bit of both, to be honest. But our trainers have got to show a lot of care to their animals and don't want to put them in a situation if they're not ready to go to the races. And that's probably just what we're seeing at the moment, just to,
2: these are the two-year-olds
1: that are there ready to race and they're the ones that are reaping their rewards. Um, you know, and there's going to be a whole bunch more of them come along after Christmas.
0: So, look, it is what it is. And just on those, uh, on those figures uh, we've had 12 two, metropolitan two-year-old races this season a total of 92 runners last year 2021 11 two-year-old races we missed a meeting at the Gold Coast 91 runners so the facts tell you that you what you're saying is right Tony there's not much difference year to year it's just this year the Mashani presence has been a bit greater uh, earlier in the season than what it is now I think they had a few more two-year-olds this year. Maybe they had previous
1: years. And mm. it was a bit made out of that one race, of course, there, you know, a little while back. We probably haven't had, you know, there were times in other years where a few southerners were just bringing a few two-year-olds up earlier just to try and get that money to get for the magic means. But, you know, they might not be the same boat down there. They just mightn't have a lot of those pre-Christmas two-year-olds up and ready to go yet. It's a big trip for them, put them on the float and send them 13 hours north into hot weather and firm tracks. So you know, I think trainers are just, are just careful with their animals. Um, you know, horses aren't cheap. Um, they're, they're expensive at the moment, horses, and I think when we buy one, we, we look at them with a you know a four- or five-year view. We want to look after these horses and get the maximum return over the time we have them. So um, that, that's where I think there's more to it. But I, I think, honestly, I've read, been reading a lot about this, and Ben Dory
2: is probably listening over the last
1: you know, three or four, five weeks, but I don't think the stats are all that
0: different to previous years. Oh, well, it's been brought out there.
2: Um, this weekend, Tony, couple of, a doubleheader, Doombin Friday, Eagle Farm Saturday. The Gateway, it's uh, got a number of runners going to the gateway, I believe.
1: Yeah, three or four runners head towards the gateway at this stage, and probably out of out of mind, I think Antino's probably the exciting one. He's the mm. one which, you know, doesn't really have a, have a ceiling on him, or I'm nowhere near that ceiling. I don't know how good this horse is. Only had a couple of runs for our stable, and he's bloody nice horse. Gives you a good feel. He's got got Eagle Farm now. He's never ticked that box, and 1400 that's no no issue. We saw him at 1350 at Doom, and I suggest he'll get further. So he's pretty exciting. This race holds a bit more significance now after the fantastic prize money news this week. And you know, one part of that news was a three million dollar Stradbroke, and uh, you know that race. It's our best race. It's our state's best race, and. It now sits you know, amongst Australia's best race of that $3 million. So I think that's a fantastic uh, announcement for the sport.
0: Just a, a tick with Garibaldi, a tick with Skirt the Law, so everything was hunky-dory there. A frustrating result in, in the, the Pirata plate. Spiritualized kick for home in the straight. Then lubrication got to him, and all of a sudden, Counter Beans jumped out of the ground. It had to be second and third. But both horses ran really well, particularly, I thought, Counter Beans. He, he showed yesterday, ridden cold. He's got a great turn of speed.
1: Yeah, probably. always felt that's a better way to ride him. We've, we've thinking around his gear since I've got him, and obviously come with a little bit of uh, hype about him. I mean, he won a race at Grafton, I think he's just starting the race, and they've always got a bit everyone got a be excited about him. And you can see why he's a nice little horse. But bling his tongue ties the right gear for him. He was frustrating the other day, at doom, wasn't he? Just all he saw was backside. And yesterday, you know, swap him and lubrications run around. I think this horse wins comfortably. So he's racing really well. He loves it's a little bit a little bit of, of dough in the track too. What we had yesterday, that's perfect for him. Uh, Spiritualize, I thought he was very good. Uh, so it's just a shame he's got to go. Him and Golden Boom have probably got a clash in a fortnight because they're, they're both bloody nice horses. And you know the, the improvement the Spiritualise is going to take out of that run yesterday will be there to be seen. His next, his next one and two and three runs, he gets better into a Preparation. He's a typical colt. He's a heavy bloke, and the more I do with him, the better he goes. So if anyone was on him yesterday, I, I certainly wouldn't be dropping off him over the summer.
0: You'll see a huge improvement from him. Now, Count De Beans isn't a magic million horse, is he?
1: No, he's not, um, and I will probably steer away from, from Eagle Farm with him. I just don't feel it's a surface for him, and he's been up a while, so I can probably space him a little bit, and he's only a, he's only a yeah, athletic little horse. He's not one that needs to be hammered out every two weeks, and I think an easy week now, and then look to the Vaux Rogue for him, 13.50, okay. back around Doom would be ideal.
0: It's all shabby. Well, I was looking yesterday. You, you got to the half century, 50 metropolitan winners yesterday, and considering we're only a third of the way through the, the, the season... Um, uh, those figures are pretty good. Yeah, well, you reminded me last year, David. I, <laughs> I had a bring bit it up. of a low there
1: for a while, and <laughs> you know, I was under a bit of pressure to hold me hold me to spot on top the here. And <laughs> look, it is it's bloody competitive racing in, in Brisbane and in Queensland and everywhere in Australia, really. But the metropolitan areas everywhere is tough. And you now the stable's going really well. We've hit the ground running nicely this season. We we righted a few wrongs from last year, and you know, we're, we're in a really good place. But you know, we're like we don't want to rest on our on our laurels. We've got a long season to go, and. A lot, lot, lot to play out yet, even this summer. But, no, stable's going particularly well. I'm very proud of our team.
0: And just one more question. Mass destruction. Is he in the King of the Mountain? Yeah, he is, actually. Yeah, he's got a slot in the King of
1: the Mountain. You'll see him have a jump out Tuesday and resume a 1,000-meter race at Eagle Farm just to knock some cobwebs out of him. And King of the Mountain second up. That's his grand final. So, looking forward to that. Good on you, mate. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Have a great Sunday.